welcome everyone to another episode of the Code <laughs> X Podcast, episode seven. I am your host, Sonny Kruger. On this side to me, as usual, is my co-host Jamie Wojcik. How's it going, guys? Nice, uh, nice little intro there, Sonny. I like how uh, you busted out the Hulk for that one. It's like, Hulk. it's like we're reviewing it today or something. That's right. I got my Hulk shirt on, my Hulk mug, all that because we are reviewing the Hulk issue number four twenty. In the shadow of AIDS, because it is HIV Awareness Month, I thought it'd be a good issue to go over. And we will be reviewing that later on in the episode. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So, last week's episode, we reviewed Daredevil Born Again, and Jamie went on a about 11-minute spree of just talking and talking about it. it I, 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 gotta, I gotta say, that that's the first time that you actually gave me a book where I was just like, I'm a fan. I had, so I had to talk about it, man. I'm glad you did. And as you just see right now, how Jamie cut me off. He cut me off many times last week, and he had the microphone just like this, and was waiting every time I spoke to say, "Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah." <laughs> so this week I got to call him out on that. Oh every what? Time he yeah. Does that. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be seeing a lot more of us trash-talking each other this Saturday, July 31st, with our special episode of the Codex Podcast in person. Am I allowed to speak now? Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Yes, you will be seeing a lot more of us this weekend, this Saturday. Um, We don't have a specific time yet, but as soon as we do, we will be notifying everybody on all social medias, even text and maybe come to your house and knock on your door and be like, get on. Um... That'd be sunny though, uh, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Um, as Sunny was alluding to last week, it will be uncensored until we get it to YouTube and uh, Spotify. But it's gonna be the first time me and him have been in front of each other in a year and a half. And as we said it on you know the pre-show over at Twitch.tv slash Codex Podcast, it's it's been a long time. <laughs> a long time since we've been face to face so that i can embarrass you in front of all of our viewers i, I got nothing i'm gonna wait i'm gonna save all of my energy for saturday just to take you out good because you're gonna need it this saturday <laughs> july 31st when me and all my sunny maniacs run wild on you yeah <laughs> yeah so a bunch of that. Who knows? Maybe there'll be even promos going on as yep. well. Yep. Yep. Maybe some promos being cut as soon as study starts. His is gonna be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I start talking, yeah. All right. But so today's episode, like I said, we'll be talking about the Hulk uh, issue four twenty. We'll be going over our topic of the week. We'll be going over a new thing, which will be called from the vault. I do not. No mail call this week, so it will be from the vault, taking out an old comic book that uh, I'd like to share with all of you guys and share with Jamie that I think he's going to be pretty surprised that I actually have in my collection. Mm-hmm. And now on to comic book news. So, first comic book news, we mentioned the show, Hawkeye and Miss Marvel will be coming out on Disney+. Plus. And Jamie, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, it was announced that both these shows will be out before the end of this year. Um, I'm excited. I've liked everything that Disney Plus has put out so far, out to this point. Um, yeah, I, 
if I had to pick between the two, I'm probably more excited for Hawkeye since it's going to be Jeremy Renner's last time, as, you know, suiting up throughout the whole show. I do believe that it was a good decision through the MCU and Disney to allow him to have a show to carry out so someone else could take his place, unlike, you know, Black Widow had her two hours. I think both episodes are slate, like, slated for an hour and six episodes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because obviously the other shows have been all half an hour, right? Other shows have been, like, they, they vary. Um, I know after watching Loki, it was six episodes. I think, what was it, WandaVision was nine? Somewhere around there? And, uh, was it Falcon and Winter Soldier, or Captain America and Winter Soldier, however you want to look at it, was six episodes as well. So, I'm more excited for that, but I do have love for the Miss Marvel show, only because of the fact that I did play Marvel's Avengers and in the campaign, you're uh, Miss Marvel from the beginning. So I, I like the fact that they put that out there and built an audience before releasing the show, even though she is a relatively new character. So, yeah. Actually, there was a time that uh, Captain Marvel, uh, the Carol Danvers, was considered Miss Marvel, and then obviously became Captain Marvel. And then they said, now we have the new Miss Marvel who would have her own show. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it will be. Uh, it, it, I think they're both going to be good in their own right. I feel like the Miss Marvel show is going to be more catered towards younger viewers. I want to say, but I think both of them are going. I'm, I'm going to watch both regardless. So I don't know about you, Sonny. I like to watch both. I do have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, you do. But yes, I, I would hope that I can get to both of them. And like I said I think if I have to choose, like I said there hasn't been tra- or I haven't seen any trailers out yet. So, but I would say so far I'm more excited for Hawkeye, but we'll see as time goes on and we get more news about it and more trailers are released. And speaking of trailers, you said um, you did see the Shang-Chi trailer that was released today? Yeah, uh, to my surprise, there was another Shang-Chi trailer out today. Um, it, we talked about it in the pre-show a little bit. It did have like a couple of scenes where it was new, but everything kind of felt like, it was right after what we saw from the last trailer, so, like, 10 seconds after. Um, I am excited for it, I want to say, but at the same time, I kind of still am in that realm of I just want to see it before I have an opinion. Because usually when I go into movies or shows, I already have a, an opinion on the character, but not knowing that much about him and not having that history kind of want to just sit back and see it for myself and kind of discover the character through the MCU rather than read it this time. Yeah, I think actually me, sometimes I'm able, to, I think I've been able to enjoy the movies and shows more when I have less knowledge on the character because I think when I've read a lot of issues and stuff, then when I watch it, I'm constantly trying to compare and I'm getting mad when things aren't the same way they were in the comics. So like I said, I think I may be able to enjoy Shang-Chi even more than... Uh, some of the other comic book movies that I've watched. And then you're going to get those people that are going to sit there and you're going to be like, oh, but I love this part. But that what never happened in the comics, honey. It never yeah. happened. You can't like it because it never happened. And then people are just like, oh, it's a movie. A lot of things yeah. happen in those movies in the MCU that never happened in the comics. So, <laughs> Yeah, I've learned to just deal with it. Like I said, no point to get so upset. It's going to happen. They're going to change things up. So, speaking of uh, movies and things that people will complain about, I'm sure there's going to be some people that will complain about the Black Superman. So, 
Michael B. Jordan and his team are working up on making a Superman, either a miniseries or a movie. It's not been confirmed yet, but about the black Superman who is known as Valzad. Now, like I said, uh, over time, Valzad has become a lot more popular. And in certain old, old comic books, uh, the, the black Superman is known as, well, black Superman is an Elseworlds Superman. So you, we always get, you know, Clark Kent, Kal-El, who's obviously the main, the most known Superman. But there have been um, comics that have shown other Supermans from other worlds. And we've seen this Valzad in uh, older comic books before. So this character, this is not a new character. This is a character who's just become a lot more popular now. And I'm pretty sure when there is a movie or miniseries with the Valzad, Black Superman, I think it's going to be very popular. What do you think about it? Yeah, I definitely like the idea of uh, Michael B. Jordan taking it with his team. Um, because from original uh, writing and original production going into that first movie, when they were talking about it originally, they were just trying to race Ben uh, Kal-El. So it was just making Superman but black. And that that's all they were trying to do is just change the color of his skin and be like, here you go. And it it didn't work out so well. But from what I've been hearing and reading, it is going to be, I think, a four-part series. So it's going to be longer than a movie, which is totally okay by me because I'd rather see that. I when it comes to Valzad, I love Earth 2. I love that whole comic series. He it, it was great from start to finish. The care like I want I honestly want to get to the part where we just see the whole Earth 2 JSA and you know go into that. So, yeah, I I think it would be I think it's going to be great. I I think that they made the right decision here um, making it their own. Uh I don't f- I don't think if they would have went with it just being KLL, it would have been received well at all because that it's not the character. Like it just isn't. Yeah, I agree. And like I say, I, I do think this is the smart move of going forward with the use of Earth Two Superman, right? Or the yeah, Valzad. yeah. So yeah, I think it's a smart move, and yeah, you know it is going to be popular. And too, like you said, you said it's an interesting story, and that's the main thing that I like to see is interesting stories. And then one thing I will say is that, you know, there's been, like I said, a lot of talk. Like I said, first there was talk of making Kal-El black, and then now they're just going forward with the uh, Valzad Superman, where I think a lot of people are forgetting about this great character that I'm a fan of, and his name is Steel. Yeah. I think Steel would be really popular if they made a, not a Shaquille O'Neal Steel movie, but um, just a legit awesome movie with the character Steel. Yeah, it, I, I, I do believe that they would make a actually a good character of now wasn't Shaq steel yeah yeah that's why i said no no shaquille o'neal's yeah steel i i have not seen that movie and i don't care to watch it yeah you still haven't seen it yet after all this time no <clears throat> i pretty much refuse to see it i'll stick to the comic books until i see a movie that looks like it's going to amaze me and hopefully in the future there is a movie about the character steel yeah, I, I do think Steel is underrated myself. Uh, he doesn't get enough, as we you know can allude to our topic of the week, he doesn't get enough spotlight it, what he does. there's There's been a few story arcs where he's been used well. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's in Superman and Lois right now on the TV show. Oh, okay. I think he just popped in there. So I, I don't know how far that goes. I, I don't really catch up. After Arrow ended, I just 
kind of stopped watching the CW shows. Besides, you know, trying to see if I could find a cameo of Sonny's head in Batwoman. So. Yeah. Yeah, season two, episode two, minute, I'm not sure. <laughs> Minutes in, and I couldn't tell you. Just look for Sonny. Maybe like this part of the screen, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well. One, one of these days, I'm going to be, I'll play a big superhero or supervillain, and you won't have to look that hard to find me. One of those things I would like to do. Okay. But now, speaking of uh, characters changing race and everything like that, we move from Superman to Batgirl. Jamie, I'll let you take this one since you found out about it way earlier than I did. Yeah, actually, that both the Hawkeye and Miss Marvel and the Batgirl casting dropped like as soon as we were done recording. I think it was last Wednesday. Um... They did cast Leslie Grace as Batgirl. And, again, they're, it's kind of like with uh, what they're doing with Catwoman with the new Batman movie. And they're trying to change everything up. Kind of, you know, diversify the cast. And it's not just all, as they would call, whitewashing the whole thing. Um, I haven't seen any of her work yet. I know she just came out with, or it just, not probably recently, I think it was this year, but I think she was in Into the Heights, I believe it's called, and it's on Netflix. I'm going to probably try to check out an episode or two just to see how it goes with her in it. Um, but as this character, I do, I think it is part of the HBO uh, Max 10 movie contract. Whether it's a show or a movie, I think it is going to be a movie. I just want to see how it fits in. Like, they uh, obviously uh, with Commissioner Gordon, is it going to be his actual daughter from the Batman from well, you know, Pattinson's move uh, Batman movie, and still tie in with that, or is it going to be something more alluding to her own solo thing, and we never see her in the movie? Because we have seen at you know times where even in you know, we never we never got a Robin in a movie, but we have seen the uh, the suits and stuff. You know, yeah. pro- from you know Batfleck. So I would like to see it tie in. I would like to see how it goes since it's Warner Brothers all the way around. But yeah, I think it's a good casting. I think I I hope she's gonna do great. Um, I feel though right now that with everything going on in comic book movies and TV shows. It is getting a little crowded because Titans announced that Barbara Gordon was going to be part of, you know, their show. And it's, you know, you got to follow every single aspect. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. I mean, also Titans is kind of like its own thing. So I don't think it fits into any continuity at all, really. Yeah, like I said, it's... It's a bit crowded. There's a lot to watch. I mean, in a way, it's great that we get to be so spoiled with all these superhero movies and shows and all this stuff. For you know, back in the '90s when we were kids, it was like you get one Batman movie and you better enjoy that Batman movie because there's no other superhero movies for a couple of years. Right. Or you get like the cartoons, like the '90s X-Men yeah. or Batman animated series, but they never were like in sync with one another. Yes. Yeah. We got lucky with the cartoons. I still think those are the best cartoons man but uh movie wise we didn't have much like i said we're now now we're overloaded with it 
But yeah, I wonder how she will do it because I haven't seen her work to say, oh, she's this great actress or oh, she's not good enough. I mean, I I wouldn't have expected her to be playing Batgirl, but we will see how it goes. Yes, we will. But something that uh, I'm not too happy about and that a lot of people are very angry about is the Masters of the Universe Revelation series. So, uh, beware of spoilers right now if you have not seen the show and you don't want anything to be spoiled. So it has been known that the uh, you know the Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe Revelation series came out on Netflix and they released the first five episodes and then they were later on released the next five. And there's a huge thing that has a lot of people angry. And here it is, it appears at the end of episode one and it is that He-Man and Skeletor die well they basically it looks i watched I, I just had to watch that part to hear or just to see it and it looks like they disappear so i'm like okay i'm sure they'll be back but i hate spoilers but i made sure i did read the spoiler there was an article and it said beware spoiler i said you know what fine i'll read it and that the rest of the episodes just focus on tila and now she's an important character of the show but people were saying that it was you know, it was basically false advertising they, or a bait and switch. You know, the show He-Man, everyone's expecting we want to see He-Man. And then the whole show focuses on Tila. And people also think, too, that, you know, it's more just trying to be PC, whatever. And, you know, she gets a haircut and the side of her head is kind of shaved. I don't know how she was able to get that kind of haircut in those times. I didn't realize they had, uh, you know, clippers in, he -Man, in the He-Man world. So... Yeah, they really changed up, and I'm glad, I'm glad I did not watch the rest. And a lot of people were also mad because Kevin Smith, who, who has made some, you know, he's one of the most known comic book fans out there. He's made some some good movies, you know, Clerks, Jane Silent Bob, Strike Back, and, and my favorite of his is Chasing Amy, but I think he failed with this one. And also the thing that got people a lot of, a lot of people mad is that he even said he was not a fan of Masters of the Universe when he was a kid. So he wasn't a fan of the show and then does this and, you know, gets rid of He-Man. So you got to watch four episodes of Masters of the Universe without the character of He-Man and basically focusing on Tila. Jamie, what do you think about that? All right, let me drop some news on you now. So I looked into this. I've actually done a lot of research. I have not watched it yet because I am waiting for the other five episodes to drop so I can binge watch it all once they have a full opinion on it. Um, as far as I'm concerned with it, I, I've said this since episode one, everyone wants change, but nobody likes change. And that's the problem is they gave it for those who don't know, Kevin Smith is an amazing director, regardless of your thoughts on him. He's done great work. He's put, put out a lot of movies. Um, he's also a comic book writer. He wrote for Dare, he wrote Daredevil and he wrote the first 10 parts of Green Arrow Quiver, um, which were amazing. I didn't get to read Daredevil, but I did read the Green Arrow one, and it, it, was, it made me an Arrow fan. Um, he did come out and say that Mattel did reach out to him about writing the series, and they wanted him to put a spin on the show that no one would see coming. Well, I think everyone didn't see it coming. Um... He he did go out and say he wanted to get, um, he wanted to get the show noticed that 
and I'm paraphrasing right now because I don't have the information in front of me. It's just from remembering. Um, he didn't want to get the show noticed, but he said he got it noticed in the wrong way, and he doesn't understand. He said, I wrote Dogma, and people were like so critical about that movie because it's a religious movie, and it went into all that aspect. But as far as this goes, he was even saying that, you know, Mattel read his script, reread the script, uh, the his uh, comics from the previous series, like Daredevil and Green Arrow, which I have mentioned, and they wanted him to come in and rejuvenate the show. Well, he doesn't understand the cl- all the clout towards him right now because there's still five more episodes, guys. Just because. They weren't in the first five doesn't mean that somehow miraculously, because it is the comic book world, it is the, you know, cartoon world as well, and animation, that they're not going to pop back up. And right now, everyone is review bombing that movie or that TV series so bad. I think on Rotten Tomato, it gave it 93%. The audience views was like at 30 or 27, one of those two. It, it, there are mo- there are times where like I'll agree and say hey you know this I I agree it, but it with Rotten Tomato I really don't but with the v- audience views and the, how they review it I usually go with that in this case I don't when I watch it I'm probably not gonna go into it with the same mindset as what those reviews were this is probably the first time I'm with Rotten Tomatoes yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, it's. I know he took a chance, and like I said, I'm still a fan of his work. I'm not like, oh, somebody made one mistake, uh, you know. But I think, in my opinion, I think it is f- a fail. And like you said, there's still five more. My guess is that He-Man will come back, but still, I don't want to watch. Five, I don't want to watch four episodes without He-Man, especially when we're saying there's all these other good shows out there. I think now it's a different time. You know, I think years ago, maybe I would have been like, yeah, I'll still just deal with it. But now there's so many great shows out there. There's so many like we were just seeing. There's Loki. There's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got Hawkeye coming out. We got Miss Marvel coming out. We got Titans. We got so many shows. So if you're gonna do something like that and you're gonna take He-Man out for multiple episodes, I'm gonna pass on it. You know. Yeah. Well, we're, we're gonna see on it because, I, like I said, it 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 could be. And Sunny, as you would know, we both write. We both do things like you know in that kind of realm, but. It's world building right now, and I think that he's building for, you know, that climax to finally drop and just be like, oh, here they are. Take them. They're yours. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm sure the scene will probably be really cool when he comes back and says, oh, my gosh, you know, he means back. But like I said, it's just, you know, like I said, opinions. Like I said, obviously, Rotten Tomatoes is a perfect example. Like I said, the critics, they love it, and then the, a lot of people didn't. And like I said, sometimes I'll look at that, but... You know, I'm somebody I'm making my own opinions on things. There are movies I like that are, you know, every, that most people will say, oh, this is an awesome movie or a show. And then there are certain shows and movies I like and I love. And it's hard to find somebody else who agrees with me. But like I said, it's my opinion. And you say that's your opinion. And, you know, all these people, you know, we have our opinions on things. And that's how we talk about them. And I would say that, like I said, Mattel and all those people up there who just got Kevin Smith to do the episode you know they're fine about it because it's getting people to watch it's getting money it's getting talked about but i don't sometimes a lot of those people who are you know i like to call them suits the people who just deal with the business side of things they almost don't care about the quality like is this good they just kind of think did it make us money okay good our job is done and no and i I do i do agree with you with the whole suits thing and i do but i just 
like I said, I'm going to have to see it for myself. My opinion may change. And I, if it does, by the end of the full series, like that first full season, I'll be the first one to tell you you're right, Sonny. But at this point, I don't know. Um, I'm going to wait and see. I, I'd rather not judge it on one to four episodes. I'd rather judge it throughout the whole thing. Yeah, that makes sense, and that's good. And and I hope you do enjoy it. And at least, yeah, like for you, you kind of know what to expect going in. I think a lot of people that was a big, you know, surprise and a surprise that not many people liked was you are going into it. You know what to expect, so you may be able to enjoy it more than most people. Yeah, I hope so. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, because I'm not too sure exactly when they said the other episodes will be released. But I'm pretty sure before the year ends, though. Yeah, I think that's what they stated that it. They broke it up into, like, I think it was a month or two span where five would drop and then the other five. All right, so, there we go. yeah, a lot to talk about when it comes to He-Man. I would say He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, but it's not even called it. It is called Masters of the, Masters of the Universe Revelation. But I would more refer to it as Tila and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> okay. Any last-minute things to say about that? I got nothing, buddy. All right, well, I'm sure we will, we will touch on uh, Tila and the Masters of the Universe again sometime. But now it is time for our first ever From the Vault. So, no mail call this week for me, but I thought, you know what? Every now and then I go to my old comics, and sometimes I'm like, man, I would like to share this or let you know about it, Jamie, or just let anybody know about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'll do a thing called From the Vault, where every now and then we can surprise each other with an old comic book we have. Now, me, this is one of the first comic books I, I had. I don't remember exactly which is the very first because I was very young. I was like three years old getting comic books. But this issue that I found, I was like, oh, man, I got to tell Jamie about this because you're a big Green Lantern fan. So when I looked at my stuff, I was looking at my old comics, and I realized that I have issue number one of the Green Lantern 1992 series. Oh, yeah, that whole run. That that started off the uh, Rainer run. I think it was issue forty-eight. Yeah. I do believe, but yeah, no that that's that was the pinnacle of my my childhood. That in Emerald Dawn. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so to me, I didn't realize that I had issue number one. I was like, wow, I had the the very first issue. Yeah, it, it that's a that's a great pick for uh, from the vault for the first one, Sonny. I mean, have you have you read it in? You know, recently, or have you gone back and visited it at all? It's been a long. Like I remember when I first like looked at it and found it again. I kind of looked through it fast, but it's been a long time since I read it. Like I said, it was I was a kid when I had it. It's been a long time. So, uh, like I said, I kept it all these years. You know, over over twenty over twenty five years later, I still have it, and I plan on keeping it. Yeah. So yeah, that's my my phone the vault that I care to share with everybody this week jamie you said you have a from the vault this um week. i or i don't have a from the vault but what i do have is my pick of the week from last week's polls that i had um it is and i'm gonna go into a tangent about this so we're gonna pull it up on the screen so everyone can see the very first issue of the new moon knight series and nice. <clears throat> Uh, I am more than excited for this because, you know, I've been a Moon Knight fan for a while now before it was cool and before even the show. Right now, they're doing a big, like like everything else in the MCU or 
anything that goes with Warner Brothers and DC or Disney Plus, they're doing a huge push because I think it's is it Oscar Isaac or do I have it yeah. backward? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac got the role as Moon Knight, and that should be coming up. I think beginning of the next year. That should be coming out. So they're doing a big push so people can get uh, some info about them. But some of my, I want to say, favorite runs have come from Moon Knight. Um, you know, I, I I read more DC than Marvel, but when it comes to Marvel, that's that's my go-to every time a new series comes out. So if you haven't yet, stop at your little comic shop. Go grab this issue. Go check it out. I promise you it is worth every penny. Cool. Well, you know what? Like I said, I did forget if it's Isaac Oscar or Oscar Isaac. Well, one of them. We'll remember in due time. Yeah, right after the show, it'll hit you. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. And, and I almost forgot that they are making a, a Moon Knight uh, a movie. It's a. It's gonna be a. Or is it a it's gonna be a series on uh, Disney Plus, which I don't know how they're gonna do that because with him having split personality disorder and just beating the crap out of people how far you can actually push that. Yeah. But I think they got a good reign on things right now, and I hope nothing but the best, because if you screw up Moon Knight for me, I will riot. Yes. Yeah, so now you said it on the show, so now you definitely got to do it. Yeah, and the first place I'm going is this guy, uh, uh, SK, Sonny, Sonny Kruger's house, and Not just house. and stealing all of his epic collections. <laughs> You know exactly what to go for. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even screwing with anything. I was going to be like, oh, there's a million dollars. I want those epic collections. Um, so, yeah. And I actually have an epic collection right next to me right now because it deals with what we'll be talking about. Okay, cool. But, um, yeah, so Moon Knight, they should be cool. But another thing, uh, real quick, how you were saying how it's very violent. I don't know if you know, but you know The Mask was originally a comic book? Yeah. Like a really violent comic book? Yeah, it was a really violent one. And then was made into, you know, the... The movie with Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz, yeah. and obviously that was not as violent, anywhere near as violent as the comic book. No, it wasn't, and people were kind of the people that had that following were upset about it. I mean, this is pre-social media age where you know you can yeah. just say whatever you want and you know not have a care in the world. Back then, it was you saw it like in the paper and everything. I, I remember being little and like I, my parents would say like, "Oh, I got bad reviews from." people and it's like well why and it it had nothing to do there was one scene in that whole movie where it was like really like i think it was really violent for like when i watched it it was the uh the auto shop tell me the auto shop scene it's been a while since i watched it it's where he he like they they have his car and he goes in with the mask and basically like runs like uh pipes through him Okay. It it has been a long time since I've seen it, but that that one I that part I do remember. So nice. Yeah, and and actually speaking of the mask, Jim Carrey actually has a Coco Bongo in Mexico, and me and my girlfriend Maria actually went to that club. I didn't even realize it was Jim Carrey's Coco Bongo club until like the the night before we left. So I had to check that out, and it was it's a very cool place. So, now we've talked about the mask, we've gone over our from the vault, and now we get on we get on to our topic of the week. And our topic of the week is what character do you believe oh, let me grab this. 
What character do you believe deserves more time in the spotlight and why? And Jamie has our top three picks of the week. Yes, I do. And the first one comes from Milton Gray Farmer, say in Hawkman, the original archaeologist, Carter Hall Hawkman. He was awesome in the Golden Age. He was awesome post-crisis as a solo hero and as Justice League's mentor. Um, We have Jackson King, and his pick was Taskmaster. Uh, sure, they're giving him attention now, but he uh, he should have always been considered a great threat. If he can learn the way of Iron Fist, it would be game over for a lot of people. It's the writer. It's just that the writers don't know what to do with him. He should be at Deadpool popularity by now. And then our last one is Dan Kelly. Uh, he picked Martian Manhunter. He was one of the founding members of the Justice League and is one of the most powerful characters in the, in DC. But usually when he gets his when he gets his own series, it's just a mini series with bad artists. Uh, he's got the powers of Superman and the detective skills as Batman. So, with that being said, Sonny, what are your picks? Well, yeah, uh, first, yeah, those are very good answers. And like I said, I like those. And like I said, yeah, Martian Manhunter is one of my favorite members of the Justice League. But, so, like I said earlier, we actually happen to be talking about the character Steel. But like I said, hopefully he's starting to get more recognition. But for me, I decided I'll do one for Marvel, I'll do one for DC, and do one for somebody who is not in any of those, who is from an indie publisher. But for Marvel, for me, I pick Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of Infinity Gauntlet, all that stuff, and and uh, Adam Warlock's own series. And he was a great, really powerful character. Had a huge part in Infinity Gauntlet. And I had a feeling like he wasn't going to be like, oh, in the movie, or wasn't going to at least have that big of a part. And so far, he still hasn't been in any of the Marvel movies. And like, there was mention of him. He was mentioned at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But I'm really hoping to see a lot more of Adam Warlock. Because I think he's a great character, a super powerful character. And he's my pick for Marvel. When it comes to DC, I pick The Question. I would like to see The Question get his own movie or series or something about that. I think he's a really interesting character. Um, Jamie, I'm not sure. Have you seen The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix? No, I do scroll by it. Every time, though, because I am okay. not a horror buff whatsoever. I, I can't even fall asleep without the lights on after watching one, so. <laughs> I had a few minutes. Is that why you went to get a Dracula comic? Yeah. You got me. All right. Well, if at least it benefits me, though, right? So, but, um, yeah, the question, people, I wonder if people are going to compare it to that. Uh, I don't want to give too much of the show away, but it just has to do with people with no faces. So I wonder if people are going to be a little freaked out by the way the question would look. But I've always found him to be a really interesting character. And I'd like to see him get more of the spotlight. And then for as for indie characters, like I said, I, I'm obviously way more familiar with Marvel and DC, but for indie, I would like to see a bit of Savage Dragon. I'm not too familiar with the character. I've heard some things about him. I've looked into some of his comics, what they're about, what some of his story arcs are about. But I'm interested in seeing more of him. I'd like to see more of him, so... Hopefully he can get some kind of spotlight, something soon that can introduce a lot more people to him. And those are my my three picks, my Marvel, my DC, and my indie pick. Now on to you. Thank you for that. And those are actually three very good picks. I I do appreciate those. I'm going to go with indie first, and 
it's not more of a spotlight. I think it's more of a retelling in the comic world. Even though we got two adaptions of him, one was great, one wasn't so well received. But I want to see Hellboy get pushed a little bit harder. Uh, I think he is a great character. I think that they have a good world and basis set up for him. I just don't think that they're going in the right direction as far as promoting and marketing for him. Um, I feel like he needs more spotlight after everything Ron Perlman did for the character. It was amazing. Uh, that actor's name escapes my mind right now, but he just played Red Guardian and he's uh, in Black Widow and he's also a Hopper in Stranger Things. Um, but okay, yeah. he did it and no one went to see it. And even he said that there was no marketing, there was no coordination in the movie. So that's why it was you know, received so poorly. Um, as for DC, I do have to agree with one of our uh, picks. Martian Manhunter. It every Dan Kelly knocked it out of the park on that one. Being a founding member of the Justice League, you should be entitled to your own so, solo series that's well received. Um, we got a little bit of him in Justice League, but it wasn't up to the standards of what we should have got. Um, every series that I've read with him, I don't know if the writers know who he is and just go in blindly. Or if the artists just don't understand how to capture or convey what they're doing. But he needs that spotlight again. He needs to be brought up. He it That should be one of the characters, unless he's by fire um, or firestorm, um, that should be a top tier character. And 100% on that. Um, as for my... Marvel picks. See, now that this is where it gets a little tricky for me, Sonny, because my Marvel pick always would have been Moon Knight because of the fact that no one really talked about him. No one ever really cared, except for the hardcore fans. Um, and now that we got it out, I can't wait to see what they do. Um, but I do have one that needs to get pushed a little bit harder, and I would love to see X-23 or Kenny get that push of what she needs uh she's done a couple of her solo series for those who don't know she's the clone of wolverine so kind of like her kid which somehow always works out um with him um but they 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 had some good series with her uh but they need to bring her more into the spotlight they need to get her on something and i'm not talking about a comic i'm talking about a tv show i'm talking about a movie i'm talking about a cameo something Give her the recognition she deserves. She is a bad, bad character. To, like, I'm trying not to swear in here. So, um, yeah, those are my three picks. I uh, I really do. There's there's so many that you could pay from that you can sit there and say, like, it, it's against popular opinion. Like, there, there are characters that you. I know some people have said, even in our uh, comments, in our chats, that... Or don't have the spotlight and you sit back and you think and you're like how do you what do you mean they don't have the spotlight and then you realize that they actually kind of are right so you know kudos to everyone who commented this week and went out of their way to give their reasoning um thank you to our top three again and sunny has some great picks and i think i did two this time yeah for a change. great picks yeah we'll <clears throat> usually do um yeah i actually i forgot that hellboy did have another movie <laughs> 
I really forgot what that last thing you mentioned. Yeah, I that that's it, it was it, it blew my mind too that most it was the most probably forgettable movie that ever hit because I think it was I'm trying to remember what it was going up against. There was another movie coming out and it was another superhero movie at that time and I can't remember what it was. I think it was Far From Home that it was going up against in the box office. I do believe. If I'm wrong, I you know hate me down in the comments or something but for right now it you know I, I believe it was one of the top tier mcu or dc show movies that came out around the same time as it did yeah all right yeah the next day marshall manhunter i think everyone's in agreement that he needs way more of the spotlight okay so with that we got into our works and earlier in the pre-show we mentioned that i had finished posting my story of To Be Alive and Desired on Wattpad, and I do give a warning that it is mature, and all my other books are mature as well. I don't watch my language in my books, I can watch my language on the show. So, To Be Alive and Desired, my erotica slash romance novel, is out there for the whole world to read. So, there's that, and now, Jamie's big announcement, we got the Codex Podcast expanding, and it's getting closer to another show. Yeah, and just to let you know, we will be posting uh, Sonny's, uh, what was it, Wattpad, um, under the descriptions down below, um, so you guys can get access to that and much, much more of his works. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'd be excited too, Sonny, if I had this outlet. Um, I mean, only 64 views, but it's still more than enough than most of the likes. Uh, but we are expanding. We are building a bigger banner and putting more shows under this uh the codex podcast umbrella um decoding panels is the name of the show and it will be coming out within hopefully two weeks as the first actual you know episode comes out for those who don't know and haven't seen the show before we are doing it is almost as a comics explained but it's based on our reviews and what we've read so far so that way anyone that hasn't read it and you know doesn't want to be spoiled during this they can go back and watch those or if they have questions they can go see that um i'm excited to start it i did a little bit of testing on it and sunny has seen it and so has our new team member that will not be named because i will be having him on the day it airs um and i think it turned out great for a test uh Sonny, what were your thoughts? I agree. I approved it. I said you. I approved it. I liked it. I'm looking forward to it. And I think a lot of people will enjoy it. And like I said, too, you know, we review our stuff. But if someone wants to hear more about the comics, this is definitely the, the show to see. The decoding panels. It will go over the comics really well. And like I said, I liked what we have so far. So I'm looking forward to the, the full episode. And the first full episode will be Captain America, Who Will Wield the Shield? Yes, Sonny, thank you for that, because I was about to, I blinked for a minute, I was like, oh, I'm going to say what it is, and then I just stopped and was like, what do you think? Um, well, but you yeah. can say the next one if you want, the one that we haven't even reviewed yet. No, we're going to say that, we're going we're to make people uh, think about what we're going to do. We will give a hint, it is a comic Yes. that we will be reviewing. <laughs> um, no, but we're in the works for... At least, I think me and Sonny have sat down and actually talked about it, what, one or two more shows after this? 
just to broaden our fan base and bring more people in. Because, honestly, guys, we do love when you guys are on talking to us. And we want to give everybody something for them. Yeah. All right. So there we go. Decoding panels. The other show of the Codex podcast is coming soon. Hopefully, like I said, in August. No specific date yet, but we will keep you updated. And now we get down to our review of the week. So this week we went over the Incredible Hulk issue number 420 in the Shadow of AIDS. I picked this one out for us to read because um, July is HIV Awareness Month. And this issue deals with HIV and one of the characters getting it while they're... So the character... Jim Wilson, who actually is the nephew of Sam Wilson, the Falcon. Jim Wilson, in an earlier issue, announced that he has HIV. And in this issue, it really takes the center stage of the Hulk. It goes away from their usual Hulk comics. They're not fighting big supervillains. This is a special issue focusing on the seriousness of HIV and AIDS. And the character, Jim Wilson, he is attacked. He's in the hospital. And that's when they find out that actually his his HIV is a lot worse than people thought. It's actually AIDS, and he's not doing well at all. And the Hulk is there, obviously, by his side. And the main thing is that he asks the Hulk if he can do a blood transfusion to get some of the Hulk's blood so they could save him. So now the Hulk is in a tough position. He has to choose, do I just let my friend die, or do I give him some of my blood and risk turning him into this monster like me, and that could hurt himself, that could hurt many others. So the Hulk is in that position. At the same time, uh, Betty Ross, well, who was at this time Betty Banner, she is uh, doing a, a phone hotline for people who were in distress, and a man named Chet calls, and he is telling her that he found out he has HIV, and he's considering committing suicide. So at the same time, we're switching off Betty, is trying to tell Chet not to do it. She's trying to talk with him, and the Hulk is trying to decide if he will give his blood to his friend Jim Wilson or not. And then there's a quick little part that we're one of the... So at this time, at this time, the Hulk was part of the Pantheon. That was his team. And one of the Pantheon members, Hector, is, is gay. And one of the other members of the Pantheon, Ulysses, makes a comment, and he's saying, oh, if you guys didn't sleep around with each other, and one of my favorite comics is the part is that Hector turns around and nails Ulysses with a big punch and knocks him flat on his butt. So, I don't want to give away the end of this comic, but that's pretty much like I said. I'll tell you what it's about, what the two main storylines are, and to me, I thought this was a really great comic. This one, like I said, went away from the usual storylines. It focused on to HIV slash AIDS and especially this was made in the early 90s so there was a lot of ignorance around HIV and AIDS a lot of people believed it was a it was a gay virus and we obviously know now that's not the case it's due to blood so you know you can transfer blood in, in many ways and I thought this brought a lot of awareness I liked how serious it was I liked how emotional it was and I think there's I've never read another comic like this that has focused so much on something so big and it is such an important um, that it gives I've never read a comic that gives such an important message out there um, 
So for me, I think this is a really special comic. I think there's not much like it. I'm a huge fan of the Hulk, a huge fan of uh, Peter David's run of the Hulk, and this issue was a really standout issue to me, and I would recommend it to everyone. Jamie, you know what I'm ready for. You know what I'm going to rate it. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. One of my favorite single issues. God, Sonny with the 10 out of 10. Was this like the third one? I think so. I think the third. Yeah. I mean, I'm more critical when it comes to comics, I guess. You just love it. I just, I, mean, yeah. I, dissect, every, I dissect everything from them. Like I say, I love comics. I enjoy them. And uh, if I'm giving 10 out of 10s all the time, then I'm more than fine with that because that means I'm enjoying them. Yeah. All right, so Jamie, now I focus it. I give you the spotlight. Thank you. Um, yeah, we a lot to what Sonny alluded to. We did get the opening where uh, there was the riot at uh, Theodore Roosevelt School, and we did see Jimmy get beat down basically. Um, going into this, I didn't. I don't have that much Hulk knowledge. I did read a couple like minis with him in them. Um, that's why I, I love when Sonny posts these kinds of things and tells me to read these because it gives me a new outlook. Um, but yeah, we definitely, with this one, it did have, it pulled on the heartstrings a bit. Um, there's a couple points that I wanted to bring up. Like when Betty was working for the hotline, as you were saying earlier, she answered the phone as Vicky when she was talking to Chet, which I thought was weird as being a hotline. I mean, I, I, they they didn't really say till later in the book that we weren't supposed to give away they weren't supposed to give away their real names and everything else. Um, I I don't know if you can clarify this for me, Sonny, but at this point, I'm pretty sure we have smart uh, smart Hulk or Professor Hulk. Yes. Yeah, because I was just like, what? I'm like, is this Endgame again? So Hulk is talking. Hulk is Professor Hulk in this. Um, my favorite. I don't know why it made me laugh out of like this emotional roller coaster of a of a book, but when the uh, cop tried shooting Hulk, yeah, and he like, like bro- he brushed him off with like no problem. He's like, "Are you serious? Come on!" And he picks up Jimmy and then like walks away with him to get uh, get him out of there. But um, my other favorite part was the interaction between uh, Jimmy and Bruce, and. Basically, Bruce lies to him and says, we're going to do, because Jimmy wants his blood. He, What's the worst that's going to happen? Uh, Bruce goes, basically like, She-Hulk. Yes, there, there's Hulk for anyone that doesn't know. Um, and Bruce lies and when he starts getting the transfusion, says it's his, and it's not. Um, there, There's so many ups and downs in this. I have so many questions. So, so many about uh, this run. Um, for me, I thought it was great. Uh, I think it was amazing. I do love the concept. I love that uh, it is through... We, we did this um, through the whole HIV Awareness Month. But overall, I gave this a 7.8 out of 10. Only reasons is because there's not... I, I didn't really understand much. Because of the fact that uh, there was so much going on within the characters, that it kind of took the story away for me a little bit. 
Like you, you could read like you're alluding to that you read the in the prior issue. This, this, and this happened. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, seven point eight, solid. I did like it. I did enjoy it. I thought for the net, it being in the nineties, it is a uh good piece for its time. So. So there we have it. Jamie gives the Hulk for twenty seven point eight. I give it a ten out of ten. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's interesting because, like I said, I was reading the Hulk, the the run, and I was going through a lot, and then got to that issue and continued on. Whereas, like I said, you just straight out, I just give you that issue. Where even um, yesterday, I made sure to read uh, issue in issue three eighty eight was when the character Jim announces he has HIV, and it dealt with pretty much the same issue. It was more like there was a party. There was something else where, where if you felt like revisiting, I would say issue three eighty eight, and then even four twenty. They kind of go together. Okay. If you felt like it, yeah. But yeah, I thought like this one. A lot of the stuff didn't really go what was going on before. So that's how I was trying like, oh, you know, it doesn't really like too much like before. There was a lot of storylines. It was the whole future imperfect was a little bit before it. Uh, you know, Rick Jones's wedding was before a little bit before so there was dealing with a lot and this kind of you know was a little bit of a different it pulled the story of the hulk a little bit away from what they were normally doing like even the hulk and the pantheon they kind of mentioned like oh, oh in 388 they mentioned leaving but yeah 420 they kind of like was like i'd say here's all the story and they had issue 420 and they continue on with uh, another storyline okay that is yeah the hulk uh issue 420 in the shadow of AIDS. Now, have you read any other issues? Because I know you read up with more up-to-date comics than I do. Now, have you read any other issues nowadays that deal with something like AIDS? I wouldn't say more nowadays. Uh, I would say, now that I'm thinking about it, um, but there is a Green Arrow. I'm not 100% sure, uh Bear with me one minute. Let me double check which one it is. Um, because I want to be right on this. Uh, uh, but there is a, a, a HIV special that goes along with it. Uh, yeah, it is part of the Kevin Smith run, I believe. Yep. Uh, Green Arrow uh, issue 44. And it's it, it is hard. It, it kind of has that same pull at the heartstrings uh, issue. Um, we see, uh, depending on how you pronounce it, it's uh, my uh, Dearden, and she becomes Red Arrow after you know Red Arrow becomes Arsenal. But they have a big, big breakdown of uh, Roy talking to. Um, Oliver about it and Roy kind of has his revelation there where he's like she got it for and I don't want to give it away she got it for these reasons he's like I've been shooting up with needles back when you know they started that whole run for him and that character development and he's like I could have got it at any time he's like why her and me but not me so yeah it, it definitely is a carried over uh uh, like kind of like you were saying with the Hulk, 
with what was it 388 with Jimmy? Yeah. For this, it carries over throughout the series. Um, every time they bring her up, they kind of allude back to it, in a sense. So, I mean, it, it they they really take it to a new forefront with it too because of the fact that she does become his new speedy, and what happens if she gets cut during a fight and or someone gets you know infected by her blood or it it, it has a whole telling of it and you know it, it was a good storyline so. Okay, that one I'm interested. Kevin Smith, I'm interested in reading that one. See, that's something that is different and daring that grabs my attention. Yeah, I think that was the first ten issues. It's called, uh, I think it's called Quiver, is the story arc. So, yeah, definitely check that out. It is part of that run, but I don't think Kevin Smith. I think uh, Winnick was the writer at that time. So for the issue forty-four. Okay, well, like we said, um. It is something that is good, I think, every now and then, comic books. I know we like to be taken away from the real world with comics and sometimes go on these, you know, um, these adventures in our minds to other universes and all this and that. But I think sometimes it's important to sometimes deal with some of the issues going on, you know, that we're all facing in life. Like I said, especially at the time, there was the big uh, AIDS pandemic and a lot of people, there was a lot of ignorance around it. And, you know, now all these people know a lot more. So... I think every now and then comic books should do a take on that, on something very, um, you know, something that's going on around the world. So who knows, maybe there'll be something about a pan- the pandemic soon. Have you read anything? Have they mentioned anything in coronavirus in any I comments? I don't really see too much of that. Um, I mean, when there was a lot of ads when the pandemic happened where they'd be like staying six feet away and it'd be like, Green Lantern holding out a construct to measure out how far Wonder Woman is away from him at all times wearing a mask. Um, uh-huh. And, yeah, there, there was so many of them. It, they had every character in it just to, you know, do the whole prevention of it. But as storylines go, I... Not really. I think the shows more encapsulate that than anything else, so... Okay, well, yeah, that's interesting. That's why. I, so I definitely was interested to talk about this issue with you because I know it brings up a lot of uh, uh, things. It's definitely very serious topics. And with that, I can honestly say um, we're done talking about the Hulk 420 for right now. How about you? Any last-minute um, things you'd like to say about it? Um, No, I, I'm not going to give away the ending, but I think the ending is what made this but uh, this one single issue for me. Okay. It was the la- I, I it was the last two three panels I believe they just were like I that, that's when the heart uh, the strings in the heart just kind of pulled a little bit tighter. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. it. Was definitely a powerful comic that that I recommend. Um, so that was what we did this week, and next week I will have Jamie's comic book finished. Then when he last week he recommended to me. X-Men, worst X-Men ever. And next week, I will have it finished, and we will review it. Awesome. Looking forward to it. I'm reading it, and um, I said it will be done by next week. 10 out of 10. Let me guess right now. <laughs> but We will see. But yeah, we, take it, uh, we taking this one uh, on our way home there, Sonny? I'm ready to take it home. How about you? Any last minute things you'd like to say to everybody? Thank everybody for watching, and 
Do, do, do the normal outro and just thank everyone for watching once again and don't forget to like subscribe and follow us on all social medias if you haven't seen it yet sunny's also been plugging ours for a change um other than a thing about a thing so guys thank you again uh for watching and i hope you guys are good and we'll see you saturday yep saturday july 31st we're seeing the special episode of the codex podcast jamie wojcik I'll see you face to face if you're man enough to face me. I'm not showing up now. This is over. Good job, Sonny. You just ruined it for everybody. Okay, well, at least we know we'll be seeing you next week. (laughs) All right, guys. Take care. Bye. All right.